0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host and today we are getting into some fun topics. Um, And I have a dear friend of mine joining me today. You guys might recognize her. I post her frequently on my Instagram. Um, She is a photographer in Seattle. Um, She also has a full-time job that she's working and we'll kind of talk about how she balances that a bit. Uh, You can find her Instagram at photo, and she's just become like a dear friend of mine and is passionate about so many different things. And um, I always love our conversations. And so we're going to talk about some things today. So thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the show. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm the most awkward human. That's one of the things I love about you though, because then like I'm allowed to be my awkward self with you too.
1: Oh, you're definitely like the second most awkward human.
0: Yeah. I... I I try to, like, keep my cool, you know, as much as I can. But at the end of the day, we all have a bit of awkwardness to us, and
1: that's okay. Definitely. And the cat lady stuff, I think around Mm -hmm. you, I'm more into cats. (laughs) Like, I think since becoming friends with you, I've definitely accepted that I'm a crazy cat lady. Yeah. And so...
0: Also, if you guys don't follow Sarah just for, like, her beautiful photos, you also should just follow her for her adorable cat, Yeti, because... I don't think, I mean, I, 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 love my cats that I've, all the cats that I've had, they're super stinking cute. But Yeti is just like, he's like uh, majestic? magnificent. Majestic. Yeah. He's majestic. He's magnificent. He's like so handsome. He's just be, a beautiful
1: creature. Um, I literally told my husband, I was like, I just want a, a pretty kitty. <laughs> I was like, I want a cat that is pretty. And like, yeah. That's what we got. I mean, job well done. Mission yes. accomplished. He's um, pretty diva-like, but...
0: Yeah. yeah. That was definitely one of the things that uh, attracted me um, to becoming more, better friends with you. It was like, she's a crazy cat lady. I'm a crazy cat lady.
1: We should be friends. Great minds. Think alike.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um and yeah, we started working together doing some photography stuff here in Seattle, but then I feel like every time we did, we just like had so many things to talk about. Um, and I've like just learned these small bits about you throughout the times that we've hung out and um, now we kind of get a chance to go a little
1: bit deeper into those things. How excited are you? <laughs> um, I'm definitely an overshare. Yeah. Like in general, like I'm pretty just like out there with what I have to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited. I'm yeah. a little nervous. Yeah. I talk really fast. Yeah. Trying to slow it down for you. But people, as we spoke about before we started recording, people can be very judgmental of how women speak. Oh, totally. And um I have a lisp. So like mm-hmm. I feel like people it's like you look down upon like childish mm-hmm. almost sometimes. So yeah. it's so hard to like speak normally like an adult mm-hmm. and be taken seriously as a woman. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Even with whenever we say like or we say um or we have the upward
1: inflection, um, um. um <laughs> <laughs> I say cute a lot and like okay. when I'm working and I'm always like oh that's really cute this is really cute and like mm-hmm. people are like you should come up with another word to say because it sounds like unprofessional mm-hmm. and I'm like but it's cute like <laughs> you're like but that's what it is and it's like short and easy to say yeah like adorable is too long yeah true it's
0: um. It, it is very interesting and uh, I don't know if you follow um, Feminist Fabulist. It's like feminab-ilist. Um She has a great account and I've started following her and she's going to come on the podcast in a few episodes here um, and she did a little short video with Divided States of Women is the other page and they just do all these really cool uh, like social justice type um, political videos and one of them was about how judged women speak is and And like basically went over, you know, how women often do the upward inflection and often have the ums and the likes because they're trying to be more likable uh, because I don't think that women's speak was always respected in the first place. So when we were speaking up about things, we had to try to make sure that, you know, we were accommodating and that people felt not intimidated.
1: I always found that I would do a thing where I would, if I had to like critique somebody, Mm -hmm. I would insult myself at the same time to try to like lessen the blow to the guy's critique to be like, oh, you're doing this wrong. Mm -hmm. But like we all do it wrong sometimes, but it's like also you're just doing it wrong Mm -hmm. and I should be able to tell you without babying you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I do that. And also what's the new one that everyone hates on? Vocal Fry? Yeah, people hate on Vocal Fry. Like, we let us live.
0: Well, that was um, something that Howard Stern actually. I remember b- before I went on The Bachelor. My parents love Howard, and I lo- through them, I've grown to love him as well. And he is obsessed with the show and will watch it. And one thing he always makes fun of is the vocal fry of the girls on the show. And so before going on, <laughs> I remember my whole family was like, just don't have vocal fry because we don't want to have to hear Howard Stern, like make fun of your vocal fry. <laughs> we
1: want Howard Stern to like you.
0: Yes. And actually he did. in saying, one did of the talk- first, yeah, I think it was just after the first episode, he said something about like that I was, <laughs> feels ridiculous to say even. Um, he had said that I that the show would have been over when I came out of the limo and that he would have just picked me and that I was the hottest.
1: I mean... And I was like, oh. That's a weird compliment. I was like,
0: okay, thank you, Howard.
1: I wonder how your parents felt about that.
0: Yeah, my stepdad was like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't follow. I'm sure he had other comments throughout the season. I didn't follow. There was a lot going on. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) Good old Howard. Vocal fry (laughs) is a thing. But, yeah, I think especially... I mean I I'm happy that you're willing to take the risk and the opportunity to lean into being a little bit uncomfortable in talking on here today like you said you've never really spoken into a microphone before you know we're going to be talking about some personal things and personal opinions and values and experiences so um, it takes a lot of courage and
1: vulnerability so Thanks. I have lots of opinions Yes you do um, I have also lots of feelings so yes. <laughs> Yeah I think I fit right in Yes And
0: what would you say is, like, one of the top three things that you're, like, super passionate
1: about or have a lot of opinions on? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind, which is probably not anything that you're thinking, so sorry, (laughs) is decline of cats. Yeah. I know. Not trying to go back to cats, and we won't talk about this for long – but for some reason, mm-hmm. when you say that, that's what popped into my head. Yeah. I'm very against it.
0: No, I'm very passionate about that as well. I have a lot of opinions. There's also a lot of like science around that. Um, I'm very much against that. But besides that, sorry, that was a really random one. Uh-huh. No, that's very valid. <laughs> I hope that, you know, people do your research first, you know, talk to talk to your vets before making that kind of decision. There are plastic uh, like glue on nails that you can literally put over your cat's nails so that you don't have to like cut off their, you know, fingertips finger yes. Like it's literally the equivalent of like, if you look at your finger where like your first bend in your finger is, yes. it's like cutting your finger off to that point.
1: Exactly. Yes. I've done painful. The last time I did a speech class, that was my topic was decline cats. Cause I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> and I interviewed a vet what? and everything and I just, I love it. Just am very passionate about the decline of cats. (laughs) But besides that, there's lots of other things that are way more important. Um, But I'm nervous, so that's where my head went. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really trying to be involved in body positivity. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, I'm plus size. Well, I refer to myself as mid size, but that kind of stuff is really important to me. And then um, talking about money is another topic that's really important to me. Like, I feel like um, I'm not good with money, but I feel like maybe Mm -hmm. it would be better if people talked about it more. And I think that women need to talk about it more. Not just women though, like America, the world, Mm -hmm. everyone, aliens if they're out there.
0: (laughs) They probably have got their finances more in check than we do. Probably. I hope so. That would be my guess. Um, So the first thing that you mentioned is body positivity and being plus size, but then also there's this mid-size that you just said, which
1: I've never heard of anyone. Refer to before. Uh, so what does that like mean for you? Um well I'm not a professional in this at all, but I've always found that like I've always been like size 12 t- or 10 12 14 16. I've always been mm-hmm. no matter how like much weight I've lost or weight I've gained, I've always been in those ranges. So I've always been eligible like to shop at stores. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had a problem. Like obviously like some brands they don't carry my size and that's fine. Yeah. Um, or like my top half is more like a large medium. So I can go into most stores mm-hmm. and fit a few items. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like my life. But I feel like for plus size women, which is not talked about as much, there's a lot of women who like, they have to buy two seats on the airplane yeah. to be comfortable. Or like when they go into a restaurant, they have to be very concerned about whether or not they'll be sat in a booth mm-hmm. or a table because they can't fit in the booth. Yeah. And that's like a type of like, so like my life has been affected by my weight, many ways emotionally, mm-hmm. like, but never like that. So like my yeah. life has never been truly affected mm-hmm. on that level. And yeah. so when people are championing for or champion for plus size women, but they're just showing like size 12s, it's like mm-hmm. that woman is plus size based on fa- like, you know, fashion industry standards and she's beautiful and I'm glad they're embracing her, but she shouldn't, they should not be speaking for this other group of women who are yeah. still suffering.
0: Yeah yeah I mean that is definitely a good distinguisher, perhaps, and you know thinking about the women that do have to purchase two seats on a plane and that have to consider where they're going to be sitting in a restaurant that's a very different uh, way that your weight impacts your life than um, you know knowing that some brands will carry your size and others won't um, and and how for you 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 know you said that It doesn't necessarily impact your life in that way, but it has emotionally like what you said 12 to 16
1: and that's been like throughout your whole life basically through since like adolescence. Yeah. I mean, obviously when I was like little, I was little, but like, uh, I was definitely really large in high school, which I mean, that's relative obviously, Mm -hmm. but, um, 10 and in college, I was a size 10 in college. I still felt like I was fat. Mm -hmm. I look back at those photos now and I was like, damn. I look good.
0: There's a, <laughs> um, there's a meme. Um, I forget what kind of like creatures they are, but they're these like weird looking things. But the one, it says, you know, oh, I'm really fat. And the man says, no, you're beautiful. And she says, I said
1: I was fat, not ugly. Exactly. It's That's very true as well. Yeah. Um, but that's really hard to like feel in yeah. like a culture like what we have. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just feel like... I've always kind of been larger. My mom, mm-hmm. my family side, they're just like larger yeah. people. And but I'm you're always, like tall too. I am. I'm pretty tall. So yeah. I, hide, I hide weight pretty well. Um, I'm really like lucky in that way. Uh, but it definitely has always affected me like in the sense of like things I do. Mm-hmm. Like um, I just posted a photo of my husband and I mm-hmm. and we've been married five years and we have not taken photos together since our wedding even though i'm a professional photographer and i value it but i just kept saying oh i'll do it next time Mm -hmm. when i lose weight next year i'll do it when i'm skinnier but it's like i could have taken the photos the whole time and still done it when i was skinnier Mm -hmm. like i can do them multiple times yeah um so i did them and i love them and i'm actually much larger than i would like to be obviously because i Mm -hmm. live like i'm just uncomfortable but i'm busy Mm -hmm. uh like, you feel uncomfortable, like, in your skin now? Very much so, yeah. Definitely yeah. lately. Well, I've been sick for the last few months, mm-hmm. so, like, working out has, like, not been a priority. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard to get back into it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, like, I'm just really naturally self-conscious. Yeah. And it's always been a problem, and it affects, like, like what I do for my job and stuff. Like, I don't like to go to fashion events because I feel very out of place. Yeah. But I work in fashion photography, mm-hmm. and so it shouldn't matter what I look like. Yeah. Like, my photos speak for themselves.
0: Okay, well, it's that time in the show. I just want to take a little bit of a break to share with our listeners one of our sponsors for the podcast, who I love. Um, and for today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about Fab um, which honestly has like the cutest stinking leggings, and it, their leggings you literally can't get anywhere else, and like their price point is just on point. Um, So how it works is you actually just take a style pop quiz and then you get personalized outfit recommendations and you can shop from like thousands of styles that are all curated, especially for you. You can check out as like a guest or as a VIP. And as a VIP, you actually get 50% off regular prices. You get free shipping and then a bunch of additional perks. Um, And for you guys listening, you can get two leggings for only $24, which is actually like a $99 value uh, by using. Using my link, you can go to com/taylor and get just two leggings for $24, which is honestly, such a freaking steal. It's super affordable. The leggings are incredibly, incredibly stinking cute. Um, The pair that I got, I forget what it's called, but it has like a little pocket in it for my phone and it is just so handy and I'm obsessed with them. So again, that's two leggings for $24. Head over to fabletics.com slash Taylor and you get free shipping on all orders over $49. Um, There's no commitment to purchase monthly. You can skip it any month and all designs are Done in house, so you really can't find these pieces anywhere else. So definitely check them out. That's fabletics.com slash Taylor. And now that I've shared that wonderful sponsor, we can get back onto the show. Do you feel like there was anything, maybe like a layer deeper of like why? You know, I remember when I when I first met you and how you kind of explained like the work that you do, where. You know, you you love pretty girls and so you shoot pretty girls and, uh, you know, that like if you're a guy, that'd be really, really creepy.
1: (laughs) It's very true. Yes, I do. I do sneak into girls' DMs and say creepy things (laughs) and they still want to hang out with me. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you're really pretty. I want to photograph
0: you. Um, But do you think that there's anything like like deeper than that of like why that is like the population of people that you are like, interested in photographing and being associated in, like, the fashion industry, even though maybe being
1: around that impacts how you feel? Um, Maybe. Like, I... Sometimes, like, honestly, there's, like, a terrible, awful meme of, like... Oh, I don't... It's, like, just, like, you know, there's always, like, the ugly friend on the end. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like I'm that person in general, Hmm. um, which is funny because I'm not ugly. Like, I know that. Yeah, no. No, I know. This is not, like, a pity party, but I'm just saying, like... um, But also... Pretty people are easier to photograph. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just like, you know what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. if I want to do a really Mm -hmm. cool photo shoot and I want an easy model, Mm -hmm. you're gonna want a pretty person.
0: So, like, well, and I think that that probably also is because when you are more overweight, you, you. assuming you don't feel as comfortable in your skin. Therefore, you're not going to photograph as well because you're not going to be
1: necessarily expressing confidence. That's true, 100%. Um, and it's funny because I photographed some like women who are like plus size mm-hmm. or mid-size or however, and they all look freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Like they look so good. They don't care mm-hmm. and like... They're beautiful and they know it and yeah. like it does not matter. Yeah. And uh, I wish I could get to that point and I think everyone should be able to feel that way about themselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do, you know, like yeah. you know, we all feel ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Um, my husband is very sweet and he mm-hmm. never makes me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think that body positivity is something that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I just think that like the plus size in general, it's getting better, but I do think that there's like a huge group of women who mm-hmm. like don't have that. And my mom was like one of those women. Okay, like um, who had to buy double seats on airplanes, okay, and stuff like that. So like, and yeah. I think that that's also one reason why I'm probably pretty self conscious. Yeah, is because I saw my mom deal with it and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and like, uh, like another thing that happens with plus size women that people don't think about is doctors will like misdiagnose them quite mm-hmm. often. Yeah, because they just look at their weight and they're like, oh, whatever is wrong with you is your weight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, so. Uh, Totally agree with you on, on that point. I've, I've
0: heard that a lot where, you know, you, very frequently you're misdiagnosed and the doctors do focus on the weight, which in in one way is a good thing because that does need to be focused on in some cases where it's like unhealthy and can be very damaging to your health, but in other ways, um, not very helpful because there are other things going on in addition to the weight uh, that should be given some validity and looked at seriously. Um, And I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that that you, you know, watched your mom kind of struggle with that. And I can see where that would impact your passion and and body positivity. Um, Was your mom always kind of like that
1: from when you were young? As long as I was alive, she was definitely overweight. And I saw her do like all of the diets and all of the things. And like I heard her say things like, oh, when I lose the weight, we'll go do this. Mm -hmm. And so like- now that I'm older and I hear myself say that, yeah. that's why I did the photos because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to like live my life like that. Like, yeah. it's not, it's so stupid because I can do it now mm-hmm. and then, even yeah. if I do lose the weight, yeah. which it's like maybe I never will, and that's okay. Yeah. But then at least now I have the photos and mm-hmm. they're super cute. Yeah, like we look real good. They you, you really, really do. Yeah. He um, looked, yeah, he looks so handsome and like. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun, and so I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm trying not to let like, a number on the scale or, like, Mm -hmm. how I feel. Like, be the reason I don't do stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's also, like, it's not like your guys' marriage isn't existing because you're overweight. Like, it's not like when you take those pictures, you know, and maybe you, some people, maybe they starve themselves and they died and they try to do all this stuff because they're, you know, really desperate to get to that certain weight, to see that number on the scale before they take the photo. Right. And it's almost kind of like, well, this is a really inauthentic representation of what your relationship or what your life actually is and looks like, you know? And if you can get to a place where you can kind of own that and be comfortable with it in a way, then it's definitely going to be a
1: lot more like authentic. Definitely true. There was something that was going around on Instagram yesterday that was talking about like those extra 15 pounds is like your life. Like that's the mm-hmm. life you're living. I didn't read the whole thing, yeah, but I definitely agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I may be 15 pounds heavier, but that's like when I went to dinner with my friends and had a really good time mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff. So I think yeah. that that's very true too. Yeah, my,
0: um, I think my 15 pounds is my
1: zits.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are my travel zits. Yeah, you got some heavy <laughs> um, weight on there. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> they're my travel zits. Um, yeah, so I want to. Like if you're comfortable with sharing a little bit more about kind of like how that, how watching your mom struggle with that and hearing those kind of messages. I mean, I imagine that's from like a very young age of those messages being told to you that, you know, when I'm this weight, I can do this. And that's kind of sending the message that like when I lose the
1: weight, I'll be worthy. Definitely. Um, I think my, so. My mom's mom, from what I know, she had passed away before I was born. Yeah, she was very focused on my mother's weight as a child, mm-hmm. and like you know, back in the day, would put her on diet pills and stuff. Yeah. So my parents did the opposite with me, and they let me kind of do whatever I wanted. So yeah. it created a weight weight problem the opposite way. So well, and like- I'm
0: sure with your mom too, when she was no longer with her mom, right? That then she
1: just kind of was like, "I get to do whatever I want." Maybe exactly. So there was a lot of like. Uh, Just like a lot of like eating freedom, but when you're a kid, you're not going to make the right choices. And like we ate a lot of vegetables, but we also ate a lot of not good stuff. Yeah. So I just like didn't get good eating habits Mm -hmm. until I was like much older and I'd already like suffered with all of like the weight, like the weight gain and like the sadness over it and all that. And I was like, uh, I was an athlete in high school, Hmm. so I did sports. I played yeah, you know, I swam and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it didn't make any sense except for diet. Like I drank a lot of soda. Yeah, but it was just because my mom didn't want to police me mm-hmm. the way her mom was or her yeah. treated her. So she wanted the opposite. Like mm-hmm. I don't want my daughter to feel bad about herself, so yeah. I'm not gonna pinpoint it and pick at it. Whereas mm-hmm. there's got to be a middle ground of like,
0: yeah, yeah. Did you ever talk to your mom about
1: this when not- she was? No, not very much um i i she did take me to weight watches with her a few times mm-hmm. as a little kid, and that was mm-hmm. always kind of fun mm-hmm. um i'cause we would we would diet together when I got into high school and stuff, which yeah. I feel like is kind of sad to mm-hmm. think about, but also it was kind of fun yeah um she was supposed to get gastric bypass surgery okay um which was going to in her mind would change her world mm-hmm. but she had actually got diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. like very close to having the surgery and she uh, never got it which kind of sucked yeah and it was it was really sad because i think that uh much like we were talking about earlier she was misdiagnosed for a really long time Mm -hmm. before they found the cancer yeah because of her weight and stuff Mm -hmm. so she never really got it so i feel like we didn't get to talk about it as much Mm -hmm. but like if i read her journals and stuff because she has passed away the weight it's so sad to me to see like how much her weight Affects her affected her then mm-hmm. so now i try really hard to not let it affect me yeah. because i'm like it ruined not it didn't ruin her life she had a wonderful life but it definitely like was in the back of her mind mm-hmm. and it's just so sad yeah like that's a silly thing to let like affect mm-hmm. every little every little thing yeah
0: it was something that was always on her mind even if it wasn't expressed
1: outwardly and likely because she was self-conscious that it was always on everyone else's mind exactly and like my my dad was always like i don't think he ever cared you know yeah. like he loved her and it didn't matter mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. we just don't you don't see what other people see mhm yeah
0: that's got to be so uh Interesting to be able to read your mom's journals like that.
1: Yeah, that was – she was an avid journaler, like, yeah. like nightly. Like there were so many of them. Hmm. Um, she didn't have the best writing, like mm-hmm. handwriting, so yeah. you couldn't decipher <laughs> it all. Um, but yeah. she definitely journaled a lot, hmm. had a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was definitely some of it I was like it would be about my parents. I'm like, this is, this is. You're like I don't want to read. I'm this. like, I gotta scale a few pages. Like yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs>
0: yeah. What what would be like if you can think to when you were reading them, anything like specifically that really stuck out to you about her weight that like caused you to really reflect on how you feel about
1: your weight? Um, there's nothing in particular about it. It was mostly like every day on the top, she would write the number that she weighed every oh, single day. Yeah. and like So she was weighing herself every day. Every day. Which like for some people that really does help keep them accountable. And I can like, mm-hmm. I don't diss on it. Like I weigh myself probably way too often. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I I would diss on it. Like don't weigh yourself every day. Yeah. I I mean, you know, just whatever you want to do, like whatever <laughs> makes you happy is how I always feel about that because- you know, some people, maybe that is like what keeps them going, but like... Could
0: be, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like that like it it becomes such a hyper focus and it's like that the focus is literally on the weight and not like you being healthy in a way. And I feel like that number fluctuates so much that like once a week, you know, would be more of like an accurate take of that.
1: Even a month, I think is probably healthiest. So if if you want that like, really good feeling of having Mm -hmm. the results yeah you know or like measurements like i feel like taking body measurements yeah is a really good way that i've heard um Mm. i haven't done it because yeah easier to step on a scale (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, but i noticed that she uh the day how the day she would do it first thing in the morning right you know and then like obviously the day would be good or bad Mm. depending on that number Mm. um my dad okay on the flip side my dad was very skinny yeah. Like super, like you could not keep weight on him. So mm-hmm. like going grocery shopping for them was funny because she'd buy Slim Fast, he'd yeah. buy Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: They, was, they were a very weird pair. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever watched My 600-Pound Life? I haven't because I feel like it would depress me. Yeah. I've like avoided, I've seen it and I've been like, just, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't do it.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've watched a... Mm-hmm decent amount of episodes. (laughs) Um, And typically what always stands out to me is that uh, whatever person is the 600 pounds um, typically does have a partner. I find that it's pretty rare in the show that, um, that it's a single person. And typically there's a High rate of codependency between the two of them, and even when one of them does end up getting the surgery um, that that codependency is like so strong that that typically the dynamics don 't shift enough that the codependency brings the weight back oh interesting, yeah, so it's interesting that that, that you say that he was very skinny and you know he 's making these eating habit choices that like. Probably make it really hard to support her being able to actually eat well and right um, and do all of that
1: like. And he ate pretty well. Like he he mm-hmm. was good. I mean he was healthy. Um, I mm-hmm. don't know. Like I feel like he. I guess I never really saw them discuss her weight. Yeah. Um, besides outside of the gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she yeah. never got it. Hmm. Both of my my husband's parents have it. Yeah. Yes, I they had it before I was. I knew them Mm -hmm. before I met Jeff, but it is really funny because sometimes when people see them and they haven't seen them for a while, they'll ask how they did it Mm -hmm. and they'll say diet and exercise Mm -hmm. and it annoys me. Yeah. like
0: you're lying. (laughs) I'm like, don't lie to them. Like I'm always like, "Mm, okay. Have they managed to
1: like keep the weight? Oh yeah. They're both very healthy. Like they look, they look healthy, but they are not like they eat whatever they want Mm because they can. Yeah, But it's like. Yeah, that's I mean, see,
0: that's I'm I'm very much I, I've never been a big advocate for dieting. Mm-hmm. Um diets are designed to fail just in and of what they are because well, it's a short term thing. You typically are like starving yourself of things that your body wants and that you're craving and um then when you're done your diet, it just all kinda goes back. And really what I think ends up being more successful for people is being able to change their actual lifestyle and develop these more healthy habits. Um, I'm I'm curious, you know, with going to Weight Watchers with your mom and, you know, with uh, kind of struggling emotionally, like with your weight, like how
1: you've looked at diet and
0: food and...
1: Uh, let me think. Well, when I was in high school, I remember going to the doctors and asking mm-hmm. for diet pills. And of course he turned mm-hmm. me down cause it was like the two thousands. And he's like, yeah. no. <laughs> um, but he, I, I had all my blood work done and he's like, well, you're pretty like healthy on the inside mm-hmm. because you've been watching your weight for so long. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all these people who eat whatever they want, they're not going to have like good blood pressure when they're older. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care about that. When I was 16, I was like... <laughs> yeah, lying. you're like, well, I'm
0: focused on the outside right now. <laughs> I'm like, can
1: we just focus on me for a second, mm-hmm. please? Yeah. Um, but what he's saying is true. Like, yeah. um, I think that since I have always been pretty conscious of my, my weight and stuff, that my insides are fairly healthy for mm-hmm. somebody who's been overweight all their life. Like, yeah. my doctors have said, like, oh, you wouldn't know it mm-hmm. by looking at you that you are overweight. So it goes to show that, like, being overweight is not, like, equal on... Does not equal being yeah. unhealthy. And that's, uh, I think,
0: like a very uh, important point because I think a lot of the stereotype is that overweight women or plus size women are very unhealthy um, and that if you are healthy, then you would be skinny or you would be fit or you'd have abs or whatever and... That is not like a, you know, on like the SAT where it's like, yes. you know, as this, then if that, whatever, like yeah. it's, it's they, not an equal kind of thing. Uh, you can, you know, sometimes people that are like at the gym every
1: freaking day are actually super unhealthy on the inside. Well, like, uh, I juiced, like mm-hmm. only juiced for before my wedding. So like I was not mm-hmm. eating, I was just juicing
0: Yeah, and I was so,
1: I lost so much weight. I was so skinny. I looked so good, mm-hmm. but like. I was not eating, mm-hmm. so of course I was skinny. And like, I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, yeah. like, And it's like I've also like read or heard from women who are plus size who were like had eating disorders, yeah. But nobody notices, and they're literally congratulating them mm-hmm. for losing weight, but like you're not doing it healthy, yeah. Or like you hear like healthy, healthy looking women who are like thin who have heart attacks and die. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. you can't tell by looking at somebody if they're healthy or not. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I learned through all of like my dieting and mm-hmm. my habits and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that none of them really work mm-hmm. and I don't like tuna and that's in so many of them. Like, I feel like there's so many like yeah. diets that I've heard where they're like, just eat a can of tuna. And I'm like, no, no. I don't like it. I just like, I try to eat intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to eat like local, I try yeah. to eat like fresh and stuff like that, but I try not to obsess with it.
0: Yeah. Um, And, like, doing it, like, mindfully. Like, I think maybe people who didn't kind of grow up... in the, way that, in the way that you have but that end up, you know, maybe putting on a lot of weight like later on in life that typically that's more of like an emotional kind of eating that starts to happen like with a traumatic event or something happening, um, especially when we deal with grief. Like typically when we deal with grief or any kind of like depression, our weight either goes one way or the other. We either eat all of our feelings or we uh, have zero appetite and right. lose
1: a lot of weight and it kind of goes other way, Left either right. way. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm trying to, did you ever see The Devil Wears Prada? So long ago. Um, When Emily Blunt's character goes, I'm just one stomach flu away from my goal weight. I'm like, I'm like, that was like the funniest thing in the world to me. Terrible. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I just need to get the stomach flu. Um, Wow. But yeah, no, it's definitely, I've definitely dieted a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still like, I do the thing where I'm like, I'm going to be perfect. But it's like, no, it always backfires. Like you just need to like eat normal. Just be normal. But I'm also obsessed with what people eat. Like I always want to know what other Mm -hmm. people eat. Especially healthy people. Mm -hmm. Or like even normal people. I'm like what do you eat? Yeah. Like when do you? I want to know like when they eat When? How? Where? Like and how much? Because like sometimes I like like, am I, like they always talk about portion control and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I see what people yeah. eat and I'm like, aren't you hungry?
0: <laughs> see, that's one thing I've been, like, very mindful of. Like, I've definitely dated some guys that have ridiculous portion sizes. And I'm like... I get that you're like a big guy, but that's unnecessary. <laughs> um, so one thing I've like, I've shared this a little bit on my social. Um, it's it's very hard for me to gain weight in general. Um, even when I was younger and did eat a little bit more unhealthy, like I ate a lot of junk food when I was like in middle school and a little bit in high school, but I still wouldn't ever really gain weight. Um, and regardless of that, I still try to make sure that my insides are healthy and with what I'm eating. So like my portion control, like for dessert, I'll get my thing of Cougar Mountain cookies um, and I'll literally, I'll bake two cookies and like, that's my dessert. It's like, I have two little cookies and if I'm not having the cookies, I'll do like one square of Theo chocolate.
1: Mm, And I'm like, that's my dessert. square.
0: Yeah. That's insane. Um, It's like, if I'm like really like... Example, actually, was like a few days ago when I was about to start my period, and I was just like, I want to eat everything, and all the hormones were kicking in, and I was like, I got, I'm just gonna do one more.
1: So I did have two squares that night, but I spaced it out for like an hour. That's you had two. That's too much, Taylor. Um, it's like okay, you've been to Hot Cakes, which is a delicious place here in Seattle. If you haven't been and you're in Seattle, you need to it's go. It's a must go. I've, I've, I've actually talked about them many times on here. <laughs> exactly. They're so good. So I go with friends and everyone's mm. sitting there and they're like, oh, this is so rich. I can't finish it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like over there like almost <laughs> done. And I'm like, oh, am I not supposed to be able to finish this? Like, sorry, guys. See, I think that like one cake is like a portion size. Yeah. Like, but everyone else tells me they're too rich and they can't finish them, yeah. but... See, I think it
0: depends on like what you've already eaten. Like if I've already ate a lot, then I usually will eat a half a cake and then I take the other part of it home and I heat it up in the oven later.
1: I mean, that's intelligent. (laughs) I mean, that's smart. That's portion control right I like to be considered a food waste. Oh, I do not like to waste food. Not because it's like I'm like don't want to eat it all but yeah. i just like i feel really yeah. bad. Well so my husband hates wasting food. Hates mm-hmm. it. He's such he's so good about this stuff. Yeah. But when we go to dinner with his parents who both have had gastric bypass, mm-hmm. they for some reason both order full meals mm-hmm. and then they're going to they're going to get rid of it. So mm-hmm. he doesn't want to waste it. So he would back in the day would eat it all. And yeah. I'm like, You're take it like, to go. I'm like exactly. I'm like <laughs> That's like three meals almost. Yeah. And I get what he's saying because he doesn't want to waste it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you'll waste less meals if you live longer. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But I just was like, you got to stop eating three meals. Yeah. like he's a big guy. Yeah.
0: And I think portion control can be different for certain people. Obviously, it's not going to be the same for everyone. But I do think rationally and reasonably, you can understand when, you know, okay,
1: that was a little much. Well, also I eat more, I eat like more regular portion meals at my nine to five work job that I do mm-hmm. because it's like just a schedule that I have. Yeah. So like if I'm happy with my life and I have a good schedule, I mm-hmm. eat very well. Yeah. But if like I'm a, I'm an emotional eater, mm-hmm. I'm an emotional shopper, I'm yeah. I'm an emotional person just in general. Are you, are you letting your emotions drive you? Right. Most mm-hmm. of the time, not, but when I'm having a normal schedule, mm-hmm. they're not as bad. I'm very good on a schedule. Hmm. Okay. Like, that's good to know about yourself. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I have my 9 to 5. I have, like, mm-hmm. I eat the same stuff all the time just because it's easy. Yeah. And uh, I just, it's easy. Hmm. And so you have your 9 to 5, and
0: then you also do photography on the side. But it's kind of almost like you have two full-time jobs.
1: Yeah. Well, I went to school for photography. Yeah. Like, that's what I grew up, that's what I grew up wanting to do. Um, like, I, my dad and I did it when I was younger. It's just always something... But mm-hmm. I want in the fifth grade. I said I wanted to be a photographer, and then mm-hmm. that's what I did. Um, and then I fell into a law office job in college, yeah. and in, as I work in intellectual property, um, and I just kind of like kept working up in it and mm-hmm. going. And I work for a really great firm, so I just keep staying. Yeah. Um, but yes, I work both, very busy all the time. Mm-hmm. I work. I usually work every day of the week, especially in the summer. Yeah. In the summer. Yeah, you uh, were hustling so hard. Yeah, because the light here is dark. It's like light until like 9, so mm-hmm. I can shoot all day. But even now, like I schedule sessions on my lunch break. Yeah. And um, a lot of times I'm not as open about my, my, part, my full-time job because I feel mm-hmm. like people won't take me seriously as a creative yeah. or an entrepreneur because it's like the goal is to quit your job. Mm-hmm. But I don't really want to right now. And like yeah. it's just not really like something that I think is necessary for me to be considered successful in photography. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a super good point. And I think like there are so many people nowadays that are kind of moving more towards the entrepreneur lifestyle and having that kind of side hustle. And the, there's definitely a a standard that's kind of been um, promoted or uh, encouraged that you know you're not really fulfilling your dreams or really uh, being a real entrepreneur unless you've quit that that full-time job, that nine to five. Um, and I think you're a very good example of being able to do both and being very credible and being uh, very professional and still, you know, certainly juggling a lot, but being very successful at both.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I feel like there's all these people who I used to see post like, I quit my nine to five. And I'm like, <laughs> oh God, I really want to do that. And it was all I could think about all the time. Mm-hmm. And then like recently, I've just been like, Why do I want to quit my nine to five job? Like, maybe go part time at some point, but like, um, how am I trying to say this? Um, I like not having to worry about my health care. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm blessed enough to just get health care for my yeah. job. And I have a 401k, mm-hmm. which sounds really mature, but like <laughs> You're I, don't an have adult. To, I don't have to think about it. Like if yeah. I was an entrepreneur, I would have to do all of that. Mm-hmm. And then also like I would have to take every job that came my way for a long time. Yeah. But now if somebody offers me a photography job that I'm not interested in, I can feel comfortable saying yeah. no, being like that's not something I want to do. Yeah, And it makes photography. It keeps it fun for me Mm -hmm. while still pursuing it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And my job is lucky enough to be very flexible with me. Like they let me take days off. They let me work from home if I really want to. Mm -hmm. I can, I schedule shoots on my lunch, like I was saying. So I can really like work around it. So how do you like make time for you? Oh, um, well, I feel like Photo shoots, when I plan them, are kind of for me. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I probably don't use my time as well as I should considering how busy I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty, like, my husband and I definitely, like, will convince each other not to be productive quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I guess like, my me time is photography. I've always just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to do that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, and that's one thing I can very much tell about you from like, from early on, I could tell that like, you are just so passionate about doing it and you enjoy it so much. I mean, even when Vanessa was here visiting and, um, we were literally just like, yeah, come hang out and like walk around the market. And it was like, you just like took pictures, but it wasn't like, didn't feel like work necessarily. It didn't feel like, you know, we were like on a photo shoot but it was just like we were hanging out and like anywhere you go you see cute things and you're just like yeah let's take pictures of it
1: <laughs> oh my god the photos of you guys catching fish which oh you guys never shared um, no of- vanessa
0: shared one and i'm saving mine for like okay. a really good day it's in my draft on my insta they caught fish and it was the funniest yeah. thing yeah it was literally like a like a dream as a seattle local i was like oh my god they're gonna let me do this maybe they actually do let people do that and i just didn't know but i've never seen it yeah, it felt special to me. So I'm going to stick with that. It was a it was, very special That was experience. a cool
1: moment that you guys got to have. Yeah. And I think you own that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but... My full-time job, they, and they don't know. Like, my full-time mm-hmm. job does not really know, like, what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, they have, like, an idea because my name is different there. Like, so I have my my married name is Sarah Cunningham. Yeah. But my photography name is my maiden name as yeah. photo. And I just, like, never change it. Yeah. So they don't know. Like, not that I'm hiding it. Yeah. But they just, like, they have no idea, mm-hmm. like, what I do. Or, like, I ran into them on photo shoots downtown. And they're always like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was one girl who recognized me once because yeah. it's a really big firm, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Are you, are you as well, photo?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." I'm like, "It's really a big letdown for you, I bet." No, as you're I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a, a boss-ass bitch, and I do
0: two things, and I'm great at
1: both of them." Yeah, and then the other job is just like it's really it's kind of easy, like it's really yeah. just like data entry, but like more it's a little bit more detailed. Mm-hmm. But um, I can listen to podcasts and yeah. I can like listen to books on tape while I'm doing it and stuff like that. So yeah. it's just. It's, and I work really well under pressure. Like mm-hmm. if I know I have to edit something like tonight, I'm going to do it because I know that I work tomorrow yeah. for eight hours. So
0: as we talk about all this, I'm I'm remembering um, this one story that you told me and I would love for you to tell it again because it it just really spoke to me as to how passionate you are about like body positivity and just as we're talking about like work stuff and knowing how like hard you work and just... You told me the story, and I want to say it was, like, to Nordstrom's. Can you please tell this
1: story? This is, okay. I think it's the one I, where, okay, I wrote them a letter. I wrote <laughs> yes. them an email because, okay, so I don't know how many of you have been to the new Nordstrom, not the new, the remodeled, they remodeled Nordstrom oh. downtown. Mm-mm. So it's really nice. It's the mm-hmm. flagship store, and they really did it up, mm-hmm. but... Um, They have one, they have an entire floor dedicated to their their designer wear. So Mm -hmm. right off the bat, there's an entire floor that I don't feel comfortable on. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, they look at me and they know I can't fit anything on that floor. And like, I'm not going to buy anything on that floor. So I go up and then they have all of the cute girls clothes and stuff. And I can fit in like, you know, a good portion of it, tops, I'm great. And then if I need to get pants in a larger size, the plus size is on the top floor with Mm -hmm. like the baby clothes and like the workout <laughs> stuff. So it's like, it's an afterthought. Yes, exactly. Feels like, and yeah. like the petites are down with the normal clothes. Mm. So I was kind of like, why is it that I have to go upstairs? Mm. Like it's not even, so I sent them a letter saying that they should like not do that. They should have it all on one floor if they can mm. because it makes me feel separated from like if I'm shopping with friends. Yeah. It makes me feel, it's also like not um, efficient for their workers because mm-hmm. I'm wearing large, medium, extra large tops. And they have. If I need a a different size, they have to come down or vice versa, and stuff like that. And it just makes me feel like I'm being separated Mm -hmm. from like who they're valuing as shoppers. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so I send them a letter. And um, Nordstrom is actually one of the brands or stores that are really good about it now. Like they carry. I think it started with the Khloe Kardashian jeans, Mm -hmm. the Good American, because they do. They're all sold in one spot. Mm -hmm. So they do now include a lot of brands that have like through double x large. And like larger sizes, they do have their plus size still up there, hmm. but their their brands are offering more hmm. more sizes. Like Madewell offers plus size and curvy jeans, hmm. but not in the store. But Nordstrom will carry their jeans in their store. Okay, so like hmm. I'll shop at Nordstrom for Madewell stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I definitely wrote them a letter, being like, I feel really <laughs> like unwelcome in your store, mm-hmm. and um, I spend a lot of money with you guys. Yeah, and like I really appreciate that you guys carry these things, but could you not? make me feel like I have to be put in the back corner. Yeah.
0: No, I I loved that you sent that letter because <laughs> to me it was like you're not going to be silent in it. You're not going to like feel small because of it or like, you know, let it kind of uh, separate you but that you were like this isn't okay and this yeah. makes me feel this way and like very much validating your own feelings and, and not pushing them down and being like, oh, I guess I belong up here, back here, you know. Corner, yeah. yeah, like... To me, that just spoke so much to like your character and your passion and like your confidence, like to stand up for yourself. And I was just like,
1: oh yeah, I'm I'm a letter writer. It's amazing. Like, I'm gonna write them a note. Yes. <laughs> like I'll let them know.
0: Yeah. Like I even
1: I, I wrote like a little note to Madewell once when I was like because mm-hmm. like, you know like a medium sized girl wants an oversized T shirt, she's gonna buy the extra large, but mm-hmm. they only send so many. So yeah. when you go through their sales stuff or all their stuff, they only have their smalls and extra smalls, and mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously, no one is buying these. Yeah. Why are you sending so many? Send bigger sizes and send more of them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of girls are going to buy the baggier stuff, which is fine. It yeah. looks cute. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. But I also want to be able to buy a fitted tee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a good point. I love that you're a little letter writer.
1: Yeah. My gosh. I'm sure they love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and we actually got a letter to the podcast um, speaking on body positivity and body shaming and... I think we should take this letter and discuss it a little bit. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I can try. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so this listener says uh, that she's she says, I'm writing in about body positivity and how others view your body. I am a plus-size woman in a loving marriage. I have struggled with my body since puberty and still find myself looking into the mirror and wondering what my husband sees in me.
1: That breaks my heart.
0: Yeah, that one like just moment of silence because that hurts my heart.
1: And I've definitely like felt that way with my husband, even though he's like never said a single thing to make me feel that way. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely like, why does he even like me?
0: Yeah. Because you feel like because of your weight, you're
1: not worthy of that love from him. Yeah. Maybe that, or maybe sometimes I'm not, well, I'm not nice to him all the time, (laughs) Uh, but definitely it's about the weight. Like I feel like how it affects like like when we're on vacation, I get self conscious mm-hmm. and that affects like his enjoyment on vacation, yeah, so I feel like that more, like so, like what does he even see in me like I'm like this neurotic person who's obsessed with weight, but obviously like like yeah. you know I just it's just a hard thing, but he's like the nicest guy, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. that if she's in a loving relationship, he yeah. does not care, he loves you,
0: yeah, <laughs> but it's still like something that like you struggle with internally, and that's like got to be hard because that is
1: something that you're bringing into the relationship. You know? And it's hard because there's nothing he can say. Mm-hmm. Like that's the hardest thing that yeah. i noticed is that like he would do anything to make me feel better. Yeah. Like he tells me all the time that he wouldn't change a thing mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff. And I believe that he means that. But in the back of your head are you like, but I think you would change my weight. Or like, exactly. Or just like, not that he would, but like I would like to have my weight changed. Or like I'm almost like, do you, how could you like love me like this? Which is insane mm-hmm. because yeah like that's like like I can't even put it into words, but yeah. it's just like it's a really sad thing to think about, and it's sad that like there are so many women obviously who yeah. feel that way. How do you like check yourself like when you like have that thought? um I just believe him, and yeah. I just be like he it, he loves me, and mm-hmm. like there's no reason why he shouldn't like yeah. we're a very good team, we mm-hmm. get along really well, um which obviously. Is ideal for a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like I see again, there's so many women that I see out there who are like plus size, bigger, smaller than me, who like are in equally as loving marriages mm-hmm. and they probably have the same thoughts. Yeah. And but mm. I feel Hurt like I'm my saying, heart. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how to put into words, but I'm not trying to say that yeah. plus size women shouldn't be loved, obviously, because mm-hmm. they, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely should be. That's, and and they're I, still worthy of it, regardless of
1: if you're not an extra you know a lighter 15 pounds i think that's actually like when you ask how i check myself i think that's how i do it is i remind myself that like if another woman was telling me that she was feeling that way Mm -hmm. i would be so mad at her i would be like you don't talk to yourself like that because like if another woman told me that she felt like she shouldn't be loved because she was plus size i would tell her she was crazy Mm -hmm. because everyone deserves to be like loved
0: yeah yeah So she continues on in this letter. Uh, She says, we live in a society where quote, perfect women are splashed everywhere and sexualized. I know that these are false. I know that these are false indications of what true beauty is, but just like anyone, I can still, it can still affect me. Um, And I want to pause there because absolutely. I think I agree with her that in our society, these quote unquote, perfect women are splashed everywhere. And especially that they are sexualized. And I think it's, very new that we're now kind of seeing women that are more plus size being sexualized yes i follow ashley graham oh she's hot and she's hot as shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's amazing
0: and i'm like i don't even look at her and i'm not like oh like she's hot for an overweight woman or like oh like she's hot even though she's overweight like no she's
1: just hot she's smoking hot yeah yeah Um, but then, and also there's like on the flip side to what you talked about, I didn't acknowledge this earlier when you talked about how you couldn't gain weight. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't think that I want to go so far to like that woman's hot and ideal Um, that like women who like maybe don't have a booty mm -hmm. feel like they're not beautiful. Like body positivity is not just for Mm -hmm. plus size people. It's for everybody. Yeah. Like when I see people tell thin women to eat a cheeseburger, Mm -hmm. that's like just as awful to me as telling me to eat a salad. Yeah. Like- you don't got to say it. You're mm-hmm. both they're all hot. Mm-hmm. Like so beautiful. Yeah. And
0: I I love and I I want to kind of uh tangent tangent a little bit from the letter to talk about that point because I think it's very difficult and hard to like have a conversation about weight as a like quote unquote squ- skinny person. Um and I think a lot of the times We get some of those other messages like eat a cheeseburger and it's seen as like a funny thing and it's not seen as like a, no, that's actually very shaming language. And I think it's very rare, at least that I've experienced that someone who does weigh more than me will empathize with that and say that, no, like that still isn't okay. And that oftentimes there's actually this more judgment around that of like, well, yeah, at least you're not being told to not eat cheeseburgers kind of of
1: attitude about it, you know? I mean... Um, I used to be really sensitive to when my thin friends would call themselves fat. Yes. But I'm like, you're not fat. But mm-hmm. they have every right to feel uncomfortable with their body. Yeah. Like they still live in a society that tells them that they need to be perfect just as much as I do. Mm-hmm. So I really try to just be like, they're not saying they're fat. Yeah. They're saying they're not comfortable and they're not where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And everyone is entitled to have those feelings. Yeah. It's more like I would be like, why do you have that feeling? Like mm-hmm. what's making you feel that kind of? Because mm-hmm. all my friends are beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like that. There is, like, a stigma against, like, thin women. And also, like, they're not allowed to complain. Like, they're allowed yeah. to complain. Or, like, for, like, minority women, a lot of times, like, thin thin is not what they want to mm-hmm. be as well. Yeah. And that's, like, a th- like if you're in the South and stuff, mm-hmm. people will be, be, like, you're too-, exactly, you're too skinny. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your butt's not big enough. Yeah. That type of thing. The butt thing is such a big thing nowadays. I mean, I have, like, negative butt. It's so flat. So, like, <laughs> I, it does not matter. But... Um, It's a really I feel like I'm jealous of all butts. I'm like, God, that butt is so nice. Just the fact that you said negative butt. (laughs) I mean, you get what I'm saying. It's just not there and that's fine. It's like, you know, it is like I have the body I'm born with and like I could do squats for four hours a day, but Mm -hmm. what kind of life would that be? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. No, I, I think I think a lot of what we're saying comes down to like finding a place to be comfortable in your body. Because you are going to be told all these different messages. Um, I'm going to get messages about eating a cheeseburger. You're going to get other messages. Like it's just everyone's going to receive different messages that in a way will invalidate our worthiness or make us feel like, especially as women, that like our bodies need to change. And I, I would say men also get different kinds of messages. You know, the now dad bod is kind of... uh
1: Hot thing, but for a while I don't think it was. Um, I feel like men always worry about their calves. Am I lying? Like I feel like I've heard a lot about calves.
0: Yeah, like what calves for sure.
1: I have like have <laughs> you ever been like, man, that guy has sexy calves? Yeah, no, never. No, your calves are fine, guys. Yeah, don't. Worry but about I think
0: it. like even with men's height, like I think that think that Ooh, there height. is a lot of like body shaming when it comes to uh, men and their struggle with body positivity. Even I mean, think about penis size, like. That's a
1: huge part of it. It's also so personal too. So like the, yeah. mid, I feel like you, ha- you like suffer alone if you're worried about that. Yeah.
0: Even like with boob size. Like I'm on the itty bitty titty committee and I have, you know- feelings about that and experiences from that that are very different from say my mom who like had to get a boob reduction because her boobs were so big and i'm like where what
1: like, are you sure <laughs> where yours? I, yeah where did i come from what is this um i feel like having no boobs is very in right now though you can wear anything you can wear anything yeah that's true yes but you can wear anything without a bra you can still wear anything without a bra okay <laughs> that's true
0: it may be uncomfortable yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to have larger boobs. So I don't. I don't know. Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't wear. You wouldn't not wear a bra because you wouldn't like how other people would perceive you not wearing a bra with larger boobs, or because you it would like physically be uncomfortable.
1: I think I don't think it'd be uncomfortable. I'm- Really grabbing my boobs. Yeah, right no, now. we're both grabbing. Yeah, our we're just boobs. both. I'm sorry, I'm just sitting here touching my own boobs, and um, but I think that I would feel uncomfortable with how they would lay in clothes. Okay, yeah. Because like when they're bigger, they just like hang more. Yeah. So like, I feel like I want them I mean, to be perky and up.
0: Yeah, but that I I think that that's okay that they're not.
1: Well, of course it's okay, but I want them that way. Like, yeah, I'm fine with. I mean, boobs are all wonderful. I'm not. Yeah, like certainly i've noticed mine
0: (laughs) this is turning into a different conversation um but no like i would say like i've noticed mine go a little lower now and as i get older they'll they'll continue that
1: 25 i'm 25 the ripe age of 25 (laughs) wait till you hit 30 taylor I'll be there
0: in five years and then we'll be sitting
1: here grabbing our boobs and talking about how they've changed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have noticed, sorry to keep talking about myself, but um, we're both here to kind of do that. Since I've lost and gained weight so many times in my life, Mm -hmm. my boobs are very different size, which I know is normal. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you all need to know all of these details about this. I think it's important to talk about. But like, I've definitely been like, well, that's something that really sucks from yo-yo dieting is -hmm. that the weight never goes back to where you lost it from. It hmm. goes back in different places. So one boob is like drastically larger than the other.
0: Not drastically. I would have never thought that the weight goes back in certain places and not back to
1: where you lost it. I've, def- I've definitely like gained and lost in different places. Like right yeah. now I'm carrying it more in my stomach than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just age. Hmm. Um, you know, usually I feel like it goes into my thighs, which, mm-hmm. you know, I can survive that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it just kind of depends maybe on like hmm. like how I'm working out. Yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, hmm. it goes back in different places. I lose in different places. Yeah, so it really just varies.
0: I honestly wish that we would have started the boob, penis, butt conversation way earlier on in this episode. I mean, I didn't know
1: it would go there based on how we have talked th- things earlier. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> that's what I love about recording, though—you never know where the conversation is going to go, and that's just life. Anyways, um, I want to get back to the yeah, the sport. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get back to the, finishing this letter before we end this episode. Um. So where am I? Okay. She says, my husband and I started a habit tracker program to help focus ourselves on health, a physical, emotional, spiritual, and social health. I learned a long time ago that just focusing on weight loss and using negativity as the focus doesn't work.
1: Great point. So true. 100%. You cannot just like shame and berate yourself yeah. into it because you won't be happy. No. Like, and I would rather be happy.
0: Yeah, that and when you're talking to yourself negatively like that, (laughs) then your motivation to quote unquote look better, to lose weight is so that you're more worthy of positive talk and that kind of sends messages to yourself that like if you are overweight that you should talk negatively to yourself and that like you're a piece of shit and you need to change the way that
1: you look because you're disgusting. Which is not true for anybody. Like, I definitely feel like that was something that took me a long time. Mm-hmm. And I still have issues with that. Um, but it's definitely something that I struggled with quite a bit with yeah. my weight loss and weight gains and stuff. Um, I'm very interested in her habit journal mm-hmm. because it's more than just like what I'm eating. Yeah. Like, and that kind of stuff. I think encompasses
0: like- encompasses emotional,
1: how yes. spiritual, social. The social is very interesting too because like, and I'm wondering like what like that entails to be honest because mm-hmm. like socially I, I'm very aware- of like my of my weight socially when I'm like mm. out in public, like yeah. if I order a salad, will they be like, well, who does she think she is eating a salad? If I order yeah. a cheeseburger, are they going to be like, she should order a salad? But in reality, nobody cares. Mm. Yeah, no one cares what I'm ordering.
0: <laughs> See, like that's a, like I'm glad that you share that like behind thought process because it's like I, I would never think of that. Like, it's,
1: it has not been my. Inner voice. Yeah, nobody would ever look at you and be like, she shouldn't be ordering that. But no one's probably looking at me thinking that. I mean, I hope not. And if you are, shame on you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, not, not here to but- shame people, but like, also don't judge me. <laughs>
0: yes. No, but I think that's like interesting insight to know that that's, you know, that that's a thought that that you would then kind of struggle with in a way and, and be worried of being judged for, you know, which honestly, I think in some ways is probably a very rational kind of fear of judgment because I'm sure that there have been people that have experienced that kind of judgment being vocalized or, you know,
1: being stared at. I did have a a homeless person call me fat the other day, like in the market, which is like my favorite place. So it was like devastating. And I like looked at my husband and I was like, I'm going to cry about this later. I don't have time right now. And he was like, oh, okay. Like he was so sweet. Like he was like, I was like, later, we'll cry. (laughs) Sometimes you have to make the time for that cry. Yeah. I was like, I don't have time. I'm busy. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely was like, so sometimes like, so when that happens, I'm always Mm -hmm. like, so people are like, sometimes like your crazy thoughts are not crazy. Yeah. And I think that was almost validating to me because I'm Mm -hmm. like, not crazy. Mm. I mean, obviously it was upsetting, but.
0: Yeah, no, that's incredibly upsetting and
1: incredibly rude and... Fucked up. I mean, what can you do? Men feel like they can comment on your body no matter what you are. (sighs) Yes. That's a whole other episode. So Um, she does the (laughs) habits. Sorry, I keep digressing, Um, which I think is a really good habit to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's really like probably helpful in like figuring out.
0: I think it's good accountability, not even just in terms of uh, you know your physical health, but emotional health as well. And I think that's super wonderful that her and her husband are doing it together. Because that's what I was
1: going to say. Like that's, that's accountability, so, so supportive too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of men are not in touch with like, themselves enough to do yeah. that. And like I'm like, what a good guy.
0: Yeah, and it's I think good bonding as well to have. Um, so I'm glad that they're doing that. Um, she continues and says, "I'm only 22." But most of the years, I was mocked, bullied, and ashamed of who I was. Now I'm in the process of unlearning and building myself up with my husband. Even now, knowing that I am working towards a healthy life, people still judge. Duh, never going to change. It would be easy to look at you and say, she won't understand because she's gorgeous. But I know that all women have their insecurities. My question to you is maybe even a conversation to know how do we as women find the daily courage and confidence to live our most authentic lives, even with outside criticism?
1: All right, one, the fact that she's 22 and already figuring this stuff out is like so impressive. I'm 30 and I think that she's like years beyond me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we should be talking to her about it more <laughs> yeah. than anything. Um,
0: Did you have, like, support like this when you were 22 and kind of going back
1: and forth with Wade and... Um, I mean, kind of. My husband and I met when I was 22, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, a little bit smaller at that point, and Mm -hmm. I was, like, working out a lot more, and I was just feeling more confident and stuff. Yeah. Um, So I definitely had support. I had some friends who I could very comfortably talk to about it, Mm -hmm. but I've been dealing it with my my whole life, which sounds stupid because, like, some I've had friends in the past be like, well, why don't you just, like, eat better? Like and I get that. Like, I could just do better, but obviously, I haven't. So, like, mm-hmm. so I do have some really good friends who are really supportive, mm-hmm. and um, I found some. But good to be friends. like do better, I know. I know it sounds really cruel, and it's just like I'm also just like I'm also trying to get to a place where it's like I shouldn't feel like I have to lose weight. I should just accept who I am, and that's I think more what she's looking for.
0: Yes, but also like if you feel uncomfortable in who you are, I think it's more important to look at why that is, like in a deep sense than to just say once I fix my weight, I'll feel better. You you might feel somewhat better. Right. But there's other layers there of why that's making you feel bad. Um, And I'm sure lots of experiences that have built up with pain as to, you know, how your weight has given you certain messages about your value and your worth and your love um, that I think like the emotional piece of feeling like you need to do better weight wise is way more important um, and can lead to a way better uh, authentic, uh, satisfying, connecting kind of life than just looking at the
1: weight. Right. Exa- well, that's a really good point. And it's true that it, it does need to be more than just yeah. the number. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of feel like I don't know how to have like an authentic feeling about my weight in the sense mm-hmm. of like, I do think it affects like how I act like. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like... Around you, obviously, I'm more comfortable. But, like, Mm -hmm. when I'm with people I don't know, I'm much more reserved. And Mm -hmm. I get, like, a little, like, shy. And I try Mm -hmm. to, like, make myself smaller and stuff like that because I feel like I take up too much space. And I think that's something that, if I could avoid that, would make me feel like a more authentic day. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, not hiding who you are, like, your personality or your, like, size and stuff and just owning it, I think would Mm -hmm. feel more authentic.
0: Well, yeah, almost what you're kind of saying is with being overweight and not feeling comfortable in your skin, that there's this tendency to want to make yourself smaller, to be more, uh,
1: to, to make other people around you feel more comfortable with you. Right. Like I want to take up less room. Yeah. Like on the bus, I like squeeze in real tight and like, mm-hmm. don't want like my thigh to slide over onto the other seat because I don't want somebody else to have less room because I couldn't put yeah. down the bag of chips or something. And like, that's in my head, like what they're thinking. Yeah. But really no one's thinking that because those bus seats are pretty small. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I think that like to live a more authentic mm-hmm. life to myself, I would just like sit down normally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just own it. Like, yeah, I'm sitting down. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, any Anything that you would say to this writer um, about finding the daily courage and confidence to live an authentic life and being comfortable with who you are, even with
1: this outside criticism, um, present or not? I think for me the some things that I've done that have really helped with like having just more confidence with like the way I look is I do take, I have pictures taken. Like I get mm-hmm. photos and like, I don't avoid the camera as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes me feel better. Like yeah. I know it's like super vain and visual and stuff like that, but like, like. Like I, even like taking a selfie. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm like, I look good today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to acknowledge it. And like you know, just if you're feeling yourself, take a selfie. Yeah. Take the photo. Um, I think words of affirmation mm-hmm. are like people mock them, but I really- They're fantastic. And I think just like erasing, not erasing, but like telling like the negative thoughts to go away as fast as you can. Yeah. Like I'm definitely a dweller. Like mm-hmm. I sit there and I soak and I mope and I get into it and just like realizing that I'm getting like that and just mm-hmm. getting rid of it right away really helps. Yeah. That's
0: really good advice though. I think that certainly allowing your space to uh, allowing yourself to uh sit in that space of feeling good about yourself and not I think a lot of times especially as women even especially when it comes to taking selfies um can almost kind of shame ourselves in a way that like stop like you shouldn't feel yourself that way like because you haven't fixed your eyebrows like or you because you have a pimple on your face or because you haven't lost weight yet like that you can't feel yourself and that you're you know you're gonna think you're hot shit when really you're not like i'm super pro selfie
1: Mm -hmm. i think if you want to take a selfie i mean men used to stand for portraits for hours to get painted (laughs) like hours (laughs) they would stand there and get painted and like that was okay but we can't take selfies They they literally did. Yes. They would stand there for hours. And that was in vain? Yeah. No, that's something that always really bothers me. I hope
0: that everyone listening, after you listen to this episode, that you take a selfie of yourself and please post it as a story and tag me in it um, because that'd be wonderful. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Selfies for life. Like, I'm not even good at them, but I like them. I'm very pro-selfie.
0: I love it. Um, no, I think that's great advice to give to her to, uh, allow herself to embrace herself when she, when she does feel good. And the words of affirmation really do go a long way. Um, and I think like we've, we've come a very long way. We've
1: talked this, about a lot of things. <laughs> this
0: episode. I don't remember the last time I recorded an episode that was over an hour. Sorry about that. I'm long winded. No, not at all. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and it will continue, um, <laughs> privately. Sorry guys. <laughs> Sorry, maybe you'll get to hear more of our conversations at a later date. But for today, I think this will do it on the body positivity and on body shaming and talking about work and just overall kind of like confidence and checking in
1: with yourself. It's really important that you work on it because it's so hard to have. Like it's something that I feel like is like a muscle. Mm -hmm. Like the more you work it, the stronger it gets Yeah, and it takes time. Absolutely, it takes time and to be patient with yourself and to be kind to yourself. Yeah, give yourself the grace to like grow in your confidence. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, like you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be confident, but you can have mm-hmm. conf- more confidence.
0: Yeah, it's like you're a butterfly going through your transformation. <laughs> Just but like that's that. actually a terrible metaphor because like progress ebbs and flows, and like you don't go from a caterpillar to a butterfly back to a caterpillar, and then sometimes back to a butterfly and. That's terrible. I You've take it had back. Worse. You've had worse I- allergies, but <laughs> I have, but I take that one back. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening and joining our conversation today. Um, you can find Sarah at S Wolf Photo on Instagram. And um, yeah, send her a message, follow her photos because her photos are absolutely beautiful. If you live in Seattle or other places, actually, because you travel I, a bunch too.
1: I do travel. I love to go to new cities and yeah. just work with people.
0: Yeah. Super amazing to work with, super fun. She'll probably become your friend, especially if you like cats. Um, Or dogs. Or dogs, yes, actually. I will gladly pet your dog. You do post about dogs and animals when you're shooting and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If you have animals and you're a cool chick or a cool dude or a cool couple or a cool family, hit up Sarah on Instagram at photo, And uh, that does it for today. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. And you guys can uh, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and let us know what you're liking about the show. And if you have any questions for us or topics that you'd like to see covered on the podcast, you can send over an email to it at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you.